welcome to Her Unrealistic Ways. Hi, I'm Molly Hamill, a former corporate executive turned spiritual entrepreneur on a mission to help women create unrealistic results in unrealistic ways, to rely on energy, intuition, and manifesting as much as action, thinking, and doing it all themselves. In this podcast, you'll hear me share insights from my own journey, as well as conversations with inspiring women who are creating their own realities. Let's get started. Today, I wanted to drop a bonus episode for you as it marks Pluto moving into Aquarius, which from an astrological perspective kicks off the new era that I've been speaking about since the birth of this podcast. So today we are going to chat about what the new era energies are and how those will impact your business. Greetings from Sedona. I'm here. I mean, you guys know that I come to Sedona to help facilitate retreats here. And this is the first journey, like in this, the new era energies. And it's like palpable. I can feel it. It's so exciting. I don't know if you can feel it through my energy, but it's crazy amazing. And it's also, there's this thing called Sedona brain, (laughs) which you sometimes get when you come to Sedona because the vortexes are so powerful. It's like you just start operating from 5D. Um, earlier in the week, I started wishing my friend a happy birthday a day earlier, thinking it literally was the day. And it was just like a big thing. It was funny. But that is kind of what happens out here. So hopefully what I say makes sense on some level to your uh, higher self or to your human self. So what I'll say is that just a quickie reminder how this all started. Like when my channel opened a few years ago, a lot of it was talking. A lot of the messages I received were about being pioneer of the new era energy. And that meant not eliminating the masculine, but balancing out the masculine and specifically the parts of it that are imbalanced and a little bit toxic and also empowering the feminine. So creating a new balance between masculine and feminine that hasn't really been experienced before. And sometimes in the journey to that, we can swing the other way. So when we've been in masculine overdrive for a while, we can swing to the feminine. And I saw a lot of that like on uh, with influencers and stuff, like all of a sudden it's like bashing the masculine and like all about the feminine. And that's not where it's at. It's actually a balance of those two energies. And you might find yourself swinging, you know, a little bit until you find your neutral space, but we need both energies to really live the life we want to live and experience the results we want to, like both are needed. So as a really super quickie review, you can go back and like listen to the other podcasts, but the masculine is all about like the scene, the known, the certain structures, processes, the mind, right? And we know we've talked that like the mind is the most dense. So our thoughts are the lowest vibration and then our emotions are a higher vibration. And then our presence and our energy and our intuition, those are the highest vibration. And we've we've been raised to trust in our mind, which is why it feels uncomfortable sometimes to trust in things that we can't see with our own two eyes, even, you know, things that we feel like we trust more what comes from the mind. And that's part of what we're breaking down and moving out of. And the mind obviously is the most beautiful gift and tool. And so we want to continue using it in partnership and in alignment. 
which most of us haven't been using it in alignment. That's the thing. We've been using it to let our monkey mind run wild and convince us that we're not worthy and we're not good enough and we should just quit and da, 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 like all the things. That's where our mind and ego takes us. And we have been allowed ourselves to be victims to that for too long. And so now we're moving into this balance of the feminine where the feminine is all about our intuitive abilities, our intuition, the unseen, the uncertain. And that can feel really uncomfortable for us because again, we like to see with our own two eyes, like physically tangible, what we see and the uncertain requires trust and it requires faith. But uncertainty is literally the field of quantum possibilities where all of the magic happens. That's the unseen, the uncertain. And for those of you who are interested in taking a deeper dive into that, you can um, go on my website and there's a little mini module the gift of uncertainty under the entrepreneur shift series. And actually, whether you're in corporate or whether you're um, an entrepreneur, you can use the information in that to apply to. But mastering that energy is like going to be huge because we all, because of fear, have control issues. So it feels so out of our control and therefore scary to trust in something that we can't see. And that's what we're being called to do right now, we're being called to lead from some of these more feminine energies, our intuition, trusting in what we can't see, the uncertainty, the, the field of possibilities, and really, really doing that in an integrated way. So I'm not talking about being on your meditation pillow and daydreaming about the possibilities and like everything that exists in the quantum field of possibilities and that uncertainty, like that's like a feels very light and positive. What I'm talking about is bringing that energy into our actions and bringing that energy into our businesses as we go about doing it. Because a lot of us, like we separate those two out where we allow ourselves to dip into the dream and the all the things, the magic of the quantum field when we're in the meditation, when we're in the visualization, and then we get back into work and we white knuckle and we strangle all of the magic. And so that's what we're being called to do is to carry that through into what we're doing as we're going about doing it. Who are we being? Okay. I'm really going on some tangents here. So what stops us from doing that aside from a whole bunch of programming, what stops us from really leaning into those energies, our intuition and the field of quantum possibilities, the, the uncertainty is fear. Of course, it's a bunch of like beliefs and programming and structures that we've been raised with. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the root of it being fear because breaking free from things we've known feels scary. Being called a weirdo might feel scary if you're doing things different than everybody else. And I, I, this came up for me basically since I've been in Sedona, it's not raining right now, but it, it has been raining, which is unusual. And it's been raining hard and I'm staying in the sweetest little Airbnb and to get to it is like windy roads. And if you've been in Sedona at night, you know, there's not street lighting anywhere. So it's dark and there's, you know, a lot of clouds. There's not, I'm not getting any moon vibes as I'm driving. It's just dark. And my fear is getting the best of me. I'm like, oh my God, what if I slide on one of these turns and end up in a ditch? I have no cell phone reception in this area. How will my family ever find me? Like I, I watched my mind just like, going into that space of fear and the worst case scenarios of what could happen. And then it was like, when I brought my consciousness to it, I was like, okay, what else could this be? Fear is on the same vibrational plane as excitement. So 
I was able to move that fear into excitement of like, oh my God, I'm actually out doing a thing. Like I'm not like at home, like every other night of my life, giving my daughter a bath, which I love, but like I'm out and about, I'm like driving on this cool windy mountain road and it's raining and I'm all by myself. And I'm like, I'm having like a moment, like this can be exciting for me. This is something different. And I get to relate to this entirely different this moment by just being aware and and opening and being willing to feel it differently and see it differently and then it was like I'm out doing a thing I'm still alive I'm not just a mom who gives baths every night you know it was like tapping into that excitement of like I'm on a journey <laughs> I I get to have fun I get to let this be what I want it to be so as we think about bringing these energies through, as we think about leaning more into our intuition and operating more from the unseen and the uncertain, what I want to really bring forward for you is it's not about perfection. It's not about like going from zero to a hundred overnight. It's about an openness and a willingness and curiosity and wonder, like openness to doing things differently, a willingness to see that maybe I need to make a shift here. Maybe there's some things that I can shift as I'm going about working that will help me lean into some of these energies. A few episodes before I talked about career voids. And what I've seen with many, many clients now is that when, and, and myself like before, is that when you're in a career void, when there's a willingness to stop forcing and stop trying to work harder and stop trying to do the thing better, and just being willing and open to see that maybe this isn't the vehicle anymore for me, which by the way, is going to happen more and more in the new era energies is your consciousness shifts. What used to align with you and used to support you and serve you may no longer. And when there's that willingness to get out of the complacency of the stuckness and do the work, that's the shift that is required for the transformation to happen when there's an openness. And I talked a lot more about that in the career void episode. So you can go back to that if you want. And I'll share an example. Um, my client, Natalie with Nuco, I feel comfortable sharing this because she just did a big post about it on her page, but that's exactly what she was experiencing that like, oh my gosh, no, I haven't received any of the proposals that I sent out haven't been signed in months and months. There's no money coming in. What the hell's going on? So we did an entrepreneur energetics session and got to that place of willingness and openness to shift to see that maybe some vehicles need to change. And also, kudos to her, she did hypnotherapy. She did breath work. She was doing things to move the energy, to allow seeds to plant, to allow seeds that are already there to grow, to be willing to see things differently and move some of the stagnant energy. She ignited a shift in her energy and guess what happens within 30 days, multiple five figures, I think it was like four contracts signed with another one pending or whatever. And again, I don't, I feel comfortable sharing this because she just shared this all on her um, Instagram. So kudos to you, Natalie, because that is the exact response of what this new era energy is all about. It's not about buckling down and like strategizing, like how can I work harder or what are the things that let me beat myself up here and let me force this vehicle because by vehicle, you know, I've talked about this before, but it could be a career opportunity. It could be a business idea. It could be, um, you know, whatever. 
but there's many vehicles in our life that come through and our vehicles get upgraded. Just like, you know, when you drive a literal vehicle, it doesn't last your lifetime. Many of us have vehicles that come and go in our lives. For some people, yeah, they have like a 40 year career and it's the same vehicle, but that's pretty rare. And especially for people out there who are attracted to this podcast and being the pioneer of this new energy, you're probably going to outgrow some things. And so that willingness to explore the uncertainty, that openness to it, to say like, I'm going to shift just how I'm receiving this complacency that I'm in, this void that I'm feeling. I'm just going to respond to it differently to see what shifts. Just that alone will help you in this new era. It's not about being perfect, like I said. It's just an openness to like, how could I see this differently? What messages does spirit, is spirit been trying to give me that I've been too busy to receive? So oh, kind of a tangent there. But anyway, before I, I dive into some of the energies for this era, I want to just say like at this point in time, a good question to ask yourself is where am I operating from old paradigms, from limiting beliefs, from your mind? Like where is the mind overly running the show? And again, the mind is beautiful and we need it and we want it. It's going to create greatness for us. But our mind also gets us into that shadow side of the fear and the doubt and the unworthiness and all of that stuff. And we've just believed all of that so, so much. And that is true no matter what your circumstances are. I've seen that in clients that I've worked with and in journeys. It doesn't matter if you have millions and millions and millions of dollars, you have no money. People can feel that lack of worth just as deeply. It doesn't have to do with a number, right? So looping back to fear, the thing that I was feeling when I was driving, fear is ultimately what keeps us doing the things the same way and trusting what we've always trusted instead of trusting that there's a greater way for us to operate, trusting that there might be wisdom and energy that's even more powerful than us that's waiting for us to connect with it. So just keeping that in mind as we go through some of these energies. And the first energy I'm going to talk about is service through joy. So in the old era, the noble thing was like basically for suffering, (laughs) no joy, like the harder you work, the bigger the struggle, the more noble it is, white knuckle your way through it, struggle, get sick, burn out, go through the cycle. I don't know about you, but I'm done with that. And the, the funny thing is like structures are masculine in nature, but when we use structures in a way that are aligned, we actually support our joy. And a lot of what sucks our joy can be removed when we have the proper structures, the balance of the masculine and feminine. And this has come up at the journey when my mentor, Chris was channeling. I've mentioned um, some insights from my friend, Christine, and then just like living life as a mother, like talking to girlfriends, a lot of stuff can come back to the mothers within the household. And there's a way to use structures differently within your household. Uh, my friend and I were talking about this the other day, like va- vacation prep, but it always comes back to like the moms organizing things. Well, what if there's a structure where there's a family list of everything that needs to happen before vacation and, and clarity on who's doing what? A lot of times we're not communicating our needs. So therefore we don't have structures that support our needs. So what are the structures that support your needs in staying in the energy of joy as you're serving people through your business? Not every second, not every task is going to bring you joy in your business, but I'm talking about 
being in in and riding a vibration of joy as you're sharing your gifts with the world, which is different than it being a struggle. Can you feel the difference? Like one feels like expansion, one feels like constriction as you think about that. So just like play with that energy. So what structures masculine, balanced masculine would support your joy? Where in your business is feeling joy sucking on a regular basis to the point that it's draining your energy or it's something that you're avoiding or procrastinating on? What is a structure that would support you there? And remembering, especially empaths, like feeling the need to do it all yourself, like the structure might be outside of you. It might not be a structure that you create. Maybe there's support outside of you as a structure that would help you with this and alleviate this draining energy that you're experiencing that is sucking the joy from it. So what are those structures that can support your joy? And are you willing to get out of the energy of that struggle and explore what might be different in order for there to be more flow, for there to be more joy? We literally get addicted to struggle. I know it sounds crazy, but we do. We get hooked you know, into those collective thought patterns and those collective energetic bubbles. And then the struggle is the noble thing. Remember, we were taught that that's what it is. Struggle's a noble thing. I'm struggling. I must be doing the right thing. Fuck that. When I'm struggling, it's an opportunity to check in and see, is there emotional need? Is there a physical need like a structure? What is it that I need? Have I been creating the space to connect with spirit, with my higher self, with my intuition, with spirit itself? And then of course, like what's the dream inside of you, deep inside of you that you've never shared and maybe you're not even willing to admit to yourself now and it's in your subconscious, but like just exploring, like is there a vehicle that would bring you such joy that you haven't had the lady balls yet to even admit to yourself or admit to others? Maybe you do know about it, but what is that inside of there? And what are some things that you can do to cultivate that energy? Like sometimes clients, it's totally unrelated to business, but the Energy's energy. We're the ones that compartmentalize. So going to take an art class or a new workout class, that gets your chakras moving, right? And then the next thing you know, that movement of energy manifests into movement of energy in your business. So it isn't about, you know, when the struggle is happening, sitting down and white knuckling your way through it. Get away from your work. Get out in nature. Get moving. Get creating in something else in your life. And watch how that transformation of any energy shifts into transforming the energy within your business, okay? Another energy is authenticity, which is something that we struggle with because we have fears around showing up vulnerably. I talk in one of the modules in the Entrepreneur Shift series about how our ultimate energetic agenda is to protect ourselves, even more so than sharing our truth. And what happens in our businesses is that we then end up sharing messages that are dumbed down because they're not an accurate vibrational representation of our authenticity because the fear kicks in and then we want to protect ourselves more so than we want to share authentically. So what is holding you back from being all in on being you in social media, in your services, in your sales style? What comes up when you think of being more authentic, more transparent? What's the fear? What's the light side of that? What's the possibility of that? What would that give you? Can you imagine how much energy that would open up? I'm already feeling expansion for those of you who are listening to this. Like, imagine the energy that were, would open up if we weren't consciously and subconsciously burning so much energy on being afraid of showing up as who we really are so authentically. So just notice, like, where are you dimming your light? 
Where are you afraid of being yourself or more yourself in your business, in your life? And remember, a 1% shift each day creates major shifts over time. So you don't have to like do something crazy. (laughs) Like, I don't know, post a naked selfie, but like what would make you feel a little more vulnerable in showing up more authentically you? Are you, as a starting point, just even willing to explore that shift of showing up more authentically in my business? What's the stories underneath the surface that would help people heal? You know, that's your medicine. What is the light side, you know, playing with that? What's the light side of showing up fully you? I mean, that's really where the magic happens because then you get, you give people permission to do the same. Are you willing to shift the energy of fear related to showing up authentically into the energy of excitement and just kicking around? Is there any shame in there at all? That needs to be released. So the next energy I'm going to talk about is intuition. And, you know, I've talked extensively about this, but this is, I think intuition is something that does need structure. So what structures would support you in your intuition? And this is where the arrows from human design come in because some of us need more consistency and have more discipline and other others of us don't. Maybe you are someone that needs to sit down and meditate for the same amount of time doing the same meditation every day. Maybe you're just someone that needs to get the meditation in. But what is the structure around that and allowing that to be a sacred space for you, even if your family's like, why do you need to go meditate again or whatever? What fears need to be moved through in order to trust the intuition more? What boundaries do you need? Even with your mind, for example, what are some of the boundaries that are needed? So I notice that I am racing in my mind. Can you feel how constricting that feels? When the mind is so busy putting out 3 million thoughts that are fear-based, there's no room. There's no room for spirit to communicate and connect with your intuition. So a boundary might be, a, a practice might be for you that like when you notice that, you go outside, you clear your energy, and then you drop into meditation. It could be that you do jumping jacks for a minute, something to break the energy that you're noticing. So the, the boundary, the structure is when you notice your mind doing that, you have some practices that you can engage in to cut the energy, to break the energy. Because remember, like I just said, intuition, your intuition can't communicate with you when you don't leave room for it. So if you're in a crowded room, like literally, if you're in a crowded room, if there's all these people in here yelling, I'm not even going to hear the person next to me, which is your intuition that's trying to whisper to you. Intuition whispers, ego yells, mind yells. So setting up some boundaries to create the space to connect with your intuition is going to be very important. And that's the masculine structure, the boundaries of the intuition, which is the feminine. And then of course, there's the listening to the intuition, which can be the masculine conversion when you're taking the intuitive hits and you're listening to them, you're taking action on them, you're making decisions based on what you learned. So noticing when your mind is trying to dominate and suffocate your intuition and discount it. And remember, you can listen to the um, the intuition episode, but like, it's just small little ways that you build your muscle of your intuition, which is always on. It's just harder to access depending on our energy, the busyness level and all the things. So originality, this is another big one. And I'm talking about it right after intuition because originality comes from spirit, not from your mind. 
So staying dialed in is super important, what we were just talking about. And one of the quotes that's been my favorite from this Sedona journey so far that Krista channeled is, our problem isn't connecting, it's staying connected. And I so deeply resonated with that. So how can you stay in the vibration? How can you stay connected even when things get busy? And this is this is a question I ask you. I'm not giving you a prescription for it because it's going to be different for everyone. But for so many business owners that I work with who are content creators as well, you know, posting on Instagram and all the thing, it's like coming up with content can be a struggle for people. Well, the thing is, when you're dialed in, you don't have to struggle for the content. Original thought is through inspiration, which feels like joy. And then what happens is we bastardize that joy of that inspiration as we try to bring it into the 3D. We suck the joy and we suck the inspiration. So how do you stay in that vibration? Notice what sucks you out of it, aka the mind, aka putting a deadline like, oh, this inspiration that I just got, I got to go sell it as a program now. I got to turn it into 15 social media posts. That's what kills the energy. Even inspiration sometimes through original thought needs space to breathe before it gets converted into the 3D. So that is just one example of how we can suffocate the joy and the purity and the vibration of the inspiration that comes through our channel by forcing it into the 3D. So notice that first of all, to for content creation for those of you or for inspiration for your business, like original ideas, new marketing strategies, competitive advantages, like things like that, like originality is going to actually come through this channel of spirit of intuition, not actually through your mind. And then you use the mind to put the pieces together while keeping the vibration pure. And that's that's the opportunity for so many of us where we haven't done that, where we've smothered the vibration of the inspiration, trying to put it into the 3D. So just notice, like this is how you create more. This is how you tap into originality, right? And then the next energy that I want to talk to you about, the, the final one here is uncertainty. Oh man, we're so uncomfortable with uncertainty because we like control because it's related to our fears, our some of our primal fears. So we like to control, we like to know, we like to plan, we like to plot, we like to do all the things. And when we are truly dialed into uncertainty, it's surrendering all of that. It feels like we're out of control. And the beauty of uncertainty is uncertainty is where possibilities exist. That is the field of quantum possibilities that exists in uncertainty. But we're so afraid of uncertainty and of the unknown. And again, I have a module for those of you who want to dive deeper, a little mini session, the gift of uncertainty through the entrepreneur shift series on my website. So if you want to dive into this more, jump into that little video and start this shift because this of anything, this is the root of so much of what we're talking about <laughs> because intuition, connecting with spirit, all the things, there is a level of uncertainty with it. We can sit down with our minds and say, like, I want to work through this thing now. But intuition, like we can't force. There's some uncertainty about it. And that's where practicing it and playing with it and developing your own communication with your intuition is so important because then it becomes that more reliable thing for you. Look at me. I'm already trying to move you out of uncertainty with your intuition. <laughs> but so much of the new era energies are rooted in this uncertainty because it isn't a, it isn't a known Thing for us. It's the unknown. A lot of these energies that we're bringing through, like things being joyous with work, what? Original thought coming from spirit, not 
our brains. So a lot of this feels uncertain. So if there was any energy to play with, oh my God, it's this one. This is like the root of all of that, right? But uncertainty is a gift. And like I said earlier, like we we try to control it and we can try to compartmentalize it. Like, well, it's okay to be in a field of uncertainty when I think of my dreams, but when I go to apply some of my inspiration and insights and what I want to do, there can't be uncertainty there. Things shit needs to be in control. So let me write out a 7,000 page to-do list and smother it with uh, timelines and um, and project planning and all of the things. Like, Where can the energy of uncertainty still exist as you move into the 3D of your work? It's not just something that we lean into when we're meditating or visualizing. It's something that we want to bring with us that trust in the universe, spirit, God, whatever you believe in, that in the moments of uncertainty, in the moments of career void, trusting that there's a path through it that you will be guided on that maybe you can't see right now because you're in that fear, you're, you're in the stuckness, there isn't a willingness, there isn't an openness yet. So opening to uncertainty is going to be so powerful for you. And structures is the last, it's it's an energy I want to talk about just quickly. I have been peppering structure in, but use structures to serve your needs. And even with tapping into some of these energies, like maybe you want to set an intention to work with one of these energies today. So service through joy, right? Maybe, maybe that's one thing. Maybe that it's a mindfulness practice today to just simply be aware of when I'm not feeling joy in what I'm doing and how I re- want to respond to it. So there's a, there's probably many other ways you can play with it, but setting an intention or being conscious about it throughout your day. Now, these energies that I'm talking about are like code activations. They're like a frequency that is parallel and aligned with a universal frequency that's happening. And so when you tap into these energies, you create and receive from them with such a level of ease. But when you're white knuckling and like going back to your old ways of suffocating and struggling and pressure and everything has to be hard, it is going to be harder because we've shifted out of the energy pattern of that. And we're shifting into this new era in this new space. So the more that you play with these energies, it's like activating synchronicities. It's like activating matches between you and the universe that you are creating and receiving in alignment, in a vibration that's matched. And again, I just want to reiterate, this is not about being perfect. It's about shifting into them, creating an opening for these energies, playing with them, playing with joy in your business, playing with intuition in your business, playing with uncertainty in your business, choosing them when your mind is raging. You can't force high vibration like into fear. You know what I mean? Like, or shame or something, your feelings like a lower vibration feeling. You can't, you can't smother it with a high vibration, but what you can do is break the energy. Like I talked about, like getting outside, going for a walk, listening to a song, doing something to shift out of that energy. And then you can become getting curious about what would it feel like to be different, right? What would it feel like for this to feel different? Because that all creates the greater ease. So in the spirit of shifting, what is one thing that you'll commit to today to activating these energies within yourself? And I've already mentioned the gift of uncertainty module, but for those of you who are empaths and entrepreneurs, Michael Smith and I are hosting a masterclass, if that's what you want to call it, 
in April. It's on my website, on my um, Instagram, that we're going to talk about the top six shifts that empath entrepreneurs need to make in this new era. So it's even more dialed into being an empath entrepreneur and also our program, the Empath Entrepreneur Accelerator is starting up in April. So you can go to my website and read more about that program. There's some amazing people enrolled in it already. So we're super excited to bring the empath entrepreneurs into these energies more deeply in their business. Because the thing is with many empaths and stuff, we use it in a personal way or we do it as a service. But how do you actually integrate that as into a business owner and such? So that is all. Let me know what is the one thing that you're committing to today and and also like what you feel start to shift as you start to play with these energies. I'm so excited. I like totally nerd out on all of this stuff. I'm so excited to see as a collective where we go. And if you are still listening to this, my dear, you are definitely one of the pioneers who is on this planet to shift it through whatever service or job or whatever it is that you do. However, you know, even if you're just showing up as a mom and you're, you know, with your kids even if you're just thinking about starting a business, all of those energies are being integrated. So I can't wait to hear more about it. And now I am off to (laughs) get my brain even more Sedona brained. (laughs) All right, I will talk to you next time.